and help us with fundraisers. We couldn't do it without them. I guess it's got to be an army. Yes, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. We wouldn't be able to have our doors open in the restore. We wouldn't build the houses for the families if it wasn't for people who want to give their time and give back in our community. And it's just such a wonderful person that is a volunteer. And so we are just so incredibly happy and thankful for everybody who helps us do and gives back. And and even if you don't volunteer for Habitat for Humanity, just the people out there that give time in their week and their months and their days to help other people who maybe don't have as much as them, you know, that's kind of what these holidays are about. And we're just so thankful for everyone. Hey, uh, Kaya, if, if somebody is interested in volunteering for Habitat in the, in the future, uh, where, where do they go first? Absolutely. So if that's maybe one of your resolutions or things that you want to do for Thanksgiving, you can go to our website at habitatlacrosse.org, or you can email volunteer at habitatlacrosse.org, and we'll get you all the information you need. And there's a place for everybody at Habitat. All right. Good enough. Kaya Fox, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Take care. Kaya Fox, Habitat for Humanity Restore. Uh, And uh, certainly appreciate uh, them supporting us here this hour. But if you'd like to go check out again, those volunteer opportunities, as she said, those are uh, available uh, on their website at habitatlacrosse.org. 608-785-7914. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. It is a free-for-all Friday, so anything you'd like to talk about, we could talk about here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Probably Packers football coming up, I would imagine. Rick's just been over there just begging to talk about Packers football, so it's a possibility. I, I won't, I'm not going to make him any promises, but he immediately walked in the studio. He's like, okay, what are we talking about? Packers football today. When do we fire Mike McCarthy? I think those were the first first words out of his mouth. So uh, that's a possibility, but um, in the meantime, I did get a question from an uh, instant message a listener that I thought worth answering because I, and, and I'm sure this is, people have different variations of answers for this question. But the question was, as someone who is not a hunter, what is it about snow that hunters like for hunting? Now, to be fair, this is not, I, you know, depends on your, on where you're, you're hunting, I think can change your answer to this question in what conditions you're hunting, all that kind of thing. Uh, but from, from my perspective where, where I'm at, and, and this is often the case is that first of all, visibility for me, that's the biggest thing. And I know that, that hunters will, will say that they're also able to, identify routes uh, and, and, and tracks that they, you know, maybe new passages that deer uh, take that they didn't even realize they were taking before. You know, like uh, uh, tracks show major major travel through certain areas, and, and uh, a fresh snow means if you have a, a, a lot of traffic, um, a lot of uh, footprints in, or hoofprints in, in fresh snow, um, that indicates that... Deer were just just going through there, just through there, as opposed to uh, you know a, a week ago or something along those lines. So the the, the tracking and, and all that kind of thing, I think that's that's certainly part of it. But for me, when I'm sitting and the light comes up in the morning, and you know I've been in the stand for an hour, and um, and the light comes up in the morning, it is so it's uh, it's just it relieves the strain. I'm, I hunt primarily in a wooded area, and so. Uh, it, it sort of relieves the strain in my eyes because now I'm not peering through shapes looking for shapes or or not looking for shapes or waiting for the shapes to appear. Uh, now it's it's very clear. They just, deer just jump out at you in, visibly in, in, against a new snowfall. 
you could see them for hundreds and hundreds of yards away through the trees because they are the brown thing that's moving through the trees and it's against a white backdrop it is just it makes it makes the process a lot you're straining a lot less basically with you, with your eyes that's you know from my perspective that's what it, that's what it feels like to me a fresh snow is a little bit different because it uh, like tonight you know tomorrow morning or tomorrow after after we're uh, you get down on a stand late morning probably and um, you know you'll start to look around and go, oh wow, look, there's you know as you're walking back to the walking back to the cabin to warm up a little bit. Suddenly there's a, there's a, a major deer highway that you didn't even know was there. So, eh, people have probably better explanations than that. Um, and I'm not I'm not I'm anything but an expert hunter. Uh, I. M- one of those guys that that loves to go out for the nine day gun deer hunt. I love the camaraderie. Uh, it's great, great when I get a deer. Okay, if I don't. Anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Also on Facebook, Twitter, you can send me an email, News dot com, and we will uh, go back to the phones. We have. Let's see. Looks like number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Darren. Your eyes will be so bloodshot tomorrow morning, Mitch. <laughs> huh? That's not safe. I know it ain't. <laughs> anyway, about the leaves, you know, people are supposed to rake their leaves onto the boulevard and not put them in the street Yes. or on the curb. Yes. Well, if it snows tomorrow and they got to get the plows out, the city will put those leaves where they belong. Yeah, right in the boulevard. <laughs> on the boulevard. But yep. the trouble is, if your neighbor has got leaves on his and the plow goes by, his leaves are most likely going to end up on your land, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Because the plow, you know, throws it off to the side. So yeah. he'll pick sure. up your neighbor's leaf piles. He goes by and puts them in your boulevard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. So actually, they're they're where they belong. And another thing, I think the city should have more dump sites around town so people can take their leaves to their little places to dump them off. Um, I, there's nine. I mean, that's that's there's nine of them. Is there? That's, uh, well, that's, I mean, I live on plus, the south end of Lacrosse, okay. Yeah. And I'll bet you, there's only two people that got leaves on their boulevard. Everybody else takes them down to the drop-off site. Down the street. Okay, and so when the leaf truck comes out here, they're only have two stops for all the houses out here. Only two stops. Then they can send a uh, end loader in later on and pick them all up and haul them away. Have, have they picked up your leaves? Uh, they've been out here once. Okay, one time. All right. Uh, one, well, two times. The first time there was no leaves on the ground yet, so that was just uh, you know windshield time. Yeah. You know, just driving through the neighborhood. But now they've been out once. But hardly any only two houses out here got leaves in the boulevard. Every, otherwise, everybody hauled them down where they. Where what is your the what's that? What drop off site do you use down there? Is it Shelby Ballfield or the? Oh, down by uh, Southern Bluffs. Southern Bluffs. That's the uh, the end oh, on of the South End of Lacrosse. Okay, down Highway. On okay, dead end street. Highway thirty five. Uh, Sunnyside right, Drive. And there's another one over by uh, um, by the Quick Trip on South Avenue. Okay. Back in there, yep. where you go over yep. the overhead. Yep. Yep. Okay. There's another one there, and then the Shelby ball field. So I mean, that's where those are the places to take them. Yeah. And you don't kill your grass. 
Yeah, to me, it would seem like if you are going to, if you got a bunch of leaves, rather than waiting for the crews to come by, to me, yeah. it just it just makes more sense to just load yeah. them all up and take them down to the one of the drop off sites. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's harder for older people. I got a good woman; she does help right now. Right. But I don't have no trees. The city took my tree, so right. I don't have a tree no more. <laughs> so you're actually a little fortunate that you don't. Have yeah, but a tree. I got a telephone pole that I'm going to de- decorate this year. I think that's a really, really good idea. Give I'm going to have Santa Claus and everything on it. And another thing, yeah. I do have electric train. Okay. You were talking about you, electric. You train. have I an electric. You have an electric train around the ceiling. Okay, you have an electric train. Yeah, I'm only 75, and I still play with electric train. Where where is it? Where did you say it was? On the ceiling? No. It's down on on the well on the walls down the basement. It's about 10 by 24. Really? So I'm just going through it kind of childhood. It goes around, so it's it's uh, it's a big it's a big setup. Well, it's an H O. It's a little. I'll send you a picture of it. Send so. me a picture. I'd love I'll to have see my it. daughter take a picture. Of All right, I love I whatever. love when they when they ever have the train show at the Lacrosse Center. I'm always there yeah. because I love looking at that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget, I'll take your rifle with you tomorrow. I, I you know what? That's the one thing that uh, I will try to remember. I'll probably and then forget remember, my Remember, your wife sold the gun case shut to make sure to <laughs> cut the thread on it, so she knows you took it out of the case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, done that. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks. Appreciate the call. 608-785-7914. <laughs> uh, the weird thing is, so the funny thing is, is that one year I actually, uh, we is going to a different place and we, we, so we got up in the morning and we're just driving there and um, I actually, it, it was early, early and I got out of bed and I'd had a late night. I got out of bed, grabbed my stuff and went out to meet my friend outside. He said, do you, do you have your gun? Oh, yeah, I'll need that. Yes, Rick. My dad uh, collects Lionel trains. He does, really? We used to have, like, well, it's still in the basement, but now it's just more of a put stuff on. Actually, it might be gone. We used to have, like, a big train table in the basement, two of them, where, and it was just all, you know, tracks and tracks everywhere. And, yeah, we used to play, put a little smoke in the Lionel, you know, yeah. you put a little yeah. oil in there and it would smoke. Yeah. And, yeah, we used to do that, all kinds of that when we were kids. Now they're all, they're like decorations in the house, but... Like one room has like trains on the wall. The trains are the decorations. Yeah. Okay. They're like in like cases. You know, they're really expensive trains. It's kind of funny, but like, mm. I could see your dad with a like a full size train outside <laughs> that he play. I could see him doing that. Close. I mean, three forklifts, a couple of big, not huge tractors, but like medium. Is, isn't tractors. he a prime candidate for someone who would have a full size train outdoors? It would be hard. We're, I mean, we could probably put some tracks in. We've got enough yeah. land over there. Yeah, that would be really funny, though. That would we be... have enough land where if we put tracks around, yeah, and then made like a. The, my neighbor has a barn that he redid for like what barn dances? Is that what we're calling those hoedowns? I don't maybe. And, uh, Weddings, yeah, but nobody's ever. It's just now. It's just a barn, but it's all yeah. redone. Real okay. nice for that. That was sure. the whole point, and then yeah. stuff didn't happen. So, okay. he, but like, yeah, we could have like a cool like Christmas yeah. themed. Yeah. We just need a train, and Anyone just a train. a train. A train would do it. All you need was a train, and then maybe a couple of reindeer. Now, when the army, they always get, get rid of their what are they called MCATs or whatever. They're, they're always trying to pawn those off on police stations, right? Because for whatever reason, MRAP, MRAP, MRAP. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're trying to pawn them off on police stations necessarily. Well, what's but. the benefit of them getting rid of those? 
uh, they don't have to take care of them anymore? Right. Like the army doesn't have to take <laughs> care of them like anymore? pawning off. Yeah, okay. Um, do they have trains they need to pawn off? The, ar- the army doesn't have trains. No. The army doesn't have trains. No, not, not of their own. They, think, they use uh, other trains. BNF, BNSF, BNSF. Do you think they've got, they've probably got a train Well, they did, they uh, and the BNSF uh, did donate a tanker car to the Lacrosse Fire Department so they could That's practice right. uh, fighting uh, exploding tanker cars if they needed to, because that has been known to happen. So they've got, they've got a train. I bet they've got a train that they could, they would be more than happy to donate to the cause. And then we'd probably need, I think you would want a small train though, like a mini train. Oh, like at uh, Bay Beach in Green Bay. They've got like a mini train. Some sort of mini train. Bay Beach is that little, like kids ride on it. Sure. Kids would ride on it. It wouldn't have to be kids. Riverside? Do they do that at Riverside? Oh, it's not, it's not on tracks though. They have like a little fake train. That's little not fake on train. Tracks, though. Yeah. It's got to be on tracks. We used to go on the one on Bay Should Beach. Should be on tracks. There's one, there's train on tracks at Bay Beach. When we were kids, we used to go on there and we'd play army. And then at, in the middle of the in the, of the run, we'd jump off and barrel roll out and like hide in the bushes. And it's super fun. Totally illegal. That's also something you could do if you had your own train. Really good idea. I did have a listener who said... Um, I was talking about snow uh, for deer. Uh, Greg said it's also, uh, if you wound a deer, it's easier to find blood and track. Yeah, no question. I actually, I literally have never done that. I've never just wounded a deer. So I, they just, they drop. <laughs> so I've never had to chase one. Let me put it, I've never had to chase a deer, a wounded deer. Plenty of friends who do. People who shoot way more deer than I do have had to track. Um, and I haven't, so... I've been pretty lucky, so that that wasn't top of mind. But yes, absolutely, yeah, way easier to track blood through the snow than it is through the leaves. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Again, where you can also send me emails, Mitch at wisdomnews dot com. We have Phyllis. All right, let's go there. Phyllis, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, good evening. You know, I was listening to you guys talk about this drop off for the leaves and stuff. Yeah. I guess I don't really get it, because if you can take your leaves to a drop-off center, why can't you take them down to Isle of Plume, where uh, they yeah. put everything and recycle it anyway? Right. I think that because the, the Isle of Plume, I mean, if you've ever been to one of these drop-off sites, and there are nine of them around the city of La Crosse, they tend to really, well, really pile up after a while, and I think it's possible that that would just overwhelm the site at Isle of Plume right away, if I'm not, if, unless I've got this wrong. That might be what the problem. Well, is. I don't. I don't know. I guess I think you should try it because okay. we we take. I have garden. I have a big garden, and so okay. I sometimes have some waste, and I collect, and we take it down there. Uh-huh. And there's always someone there to help us. Sure. Unloaded, you yeah. know. They're, yeah. it, it's a, they're just there's what do they got three containers or four? I can't yeah. remember where you can go to, and they're not always all open, but anyway, you can go to those, and then the guy comes over and he helps you and stuff. I it, There's never five or six cars backed up down super, there. Super easy, friend, super user-friendly, yep. It is super user-friendly, uh, no question about it. Yeah, I would, and, yeah, I, and I... And I, again, I would recommend it, and I suppose the Isle of Plume would be a really good place to go, I, I just would recommend that if you are impatient about having the leaf trucks come by i i mean it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot to just load them up and uh, like you said drag them down to isle of plume and they could they can help you unload them for sure yeah great suggestion i think there's one one of those drop-off sites not too far from my house Mm -hmm. 
which I thought, what in the heck are they doing there? Well, after you guys talk about it, then I figured it out, you know. But the people that were there dropping things off, they were in a great big pickup truck. They could have gone, what, two miles down to the drop-off site in, I mean, to Isle of Plume and Mm-hmm. Got rid of it. What's, you know, I okay. mean, it just, to me. So they're unnecessary. A, the drop-off sites are unnecessary is what you're talking about. Yeah, it okay. seems like an right. added expense. Sure. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know what sort of expense they're actually incurring for, for just dumping leaves there, but uh, I, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, Phyllis. I I think that for a lot of folks, it is uh, it's the convenience of having them located around the city. I really honestly think that's all you need to do. And I understand that not everybody has got means to take leaves down to a site, but I mean, we can work together. You could talk to your neighbors. I'm more than happy to take leaves down from my neighbors if they need it. All right. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Wisdom. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. This hour has been brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. It's a free for all Friday. Another hour to come. Give us a call on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way you get in, 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to weigh in on this free-for-all Friday, call in or text in. Either way you get in, 608-785-7914. It is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We got messages. We'll have some calls. You can be one of those coming up right here on Wisdom. we got snow on the way. It is now 100% chance of snow. <laughs> That's super fun. I don't really need a lot of snow. I think I mentioned that before. So whoever's in charge, if you just want to cut it off at right about, I don't know, three inches, that's good enough. That's all we need. Leave it at that. Solid. Um, you know what? I hardly ever get what I want, so it is what it is. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. You know, if you go to our website, wisdomnews.com, you can catch up with some of the things that we're working on in the newsroom. Also, an opportunity for you to listen to this, this show streaming online. For some reason, if you get out of range of our transmitter, you can just uh, go to the World Wide Web of the Internet and uh, go to our website, wisdomnews.com, and listen streaming online. Uh, also something that you could do while you're at wisdomnews.com, sign up to be a wisdom insider as a wisdom, in, as a wisdom insider, you get, uh, the biggest headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. And you also have an opportunity, uh, for random and, uh, not terribly regularly scheduled, but super fun, uh, events where you get free stuff. <laughs> How's that for a vague kind of explanation of how that goes? At any rate, it's all there at wisdomnews.com. So check it out. See it for yourself. Um, as I mentioned, we have we do actually have a winter weather advisory on the way, a winter weather advisory uh, tonight, as there is a 100% chance of snow now, a couple of inches, maybe four inches uh, expected. And then that snow may be continuing into tomorrow morning for a little while, but not a whole lot more uh, coming in. And then... Getting cold on Saturday night, down to 11, but uh, back up to around 30 on Sunday. It is now, what do we have, 34 degrees. Again, that snow's on the way. Feeling giddy about it.
chuckling, rubbing my hands together, getting ready, super excited. 608-785-7914, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. More to come, stick around. All right, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. This is a free-for-all Friday. If so anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. 608-785-7914. Looks like we got a good story here. We'll go to James. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes. I'd just like to mention that deer hunting's tomorrow, and we're going to be taking my grandson this year, first time, seven years old. Wow. And got a 223 for him, so we're going to give him an opportunity to shoot a deer, we hope. Yeah. And I'm just kind of weighing in if anybody's really prepared for this young age out there. Hey, how much shooting has he done? How much shooting has he done with that with that uh, firearm? We had two settings with him, uh, shooting and stuff like that, and he's actually pretty good. He's a very mature seven-year-old, I'd say, as far as okay. responsibility and careful in that. I know there's. I got a six-year-old grandson. I don't think he'll be ready when he's twelve years old. <laughs> I know exactly what that. I know exactly what that means. Um, yeah. Is do you? Is anybody in your family concerned about the seven-year-old going hunting? No, they've all been encouraged. Yeah. I, I, his mother is apprehensive, but his dad. Dad does a lot of gun shooting and sure. okay. round guns all the time. Yeah, and it, it, I think it'll be. It'll be a good experience. I mean, we're carrying the gun for him and yep. all that, and, and we're—I mean—we're going to set up in a ground blind and and. Yeah. Uh, well, well, James, I, I'll be here. James, you went? Did you when you were a kid? Were you shooting that that young? I started shooting probably about nine or ten years old okay. at twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, yeah, and that's what I think I remember that uh, that was about the age that I started shooting as well. So, yeah, I don't think it's unheard of. Um, you know, I, the moms, by the way, are are always uh, almost always more likely to feel a little bit uh, um, concerned. So, yes, I do have one daughter-in-law with the one that the six-year-old grandson that's really nervous about guns. She, she don't like him playing with toy guns, sure. even and. Uh, you know, so that's the, you see, we got to deal with that too, you know, and, and uh, we don't want anybody getting upset. Right. But uh, it'll be a good experience. I think if he shoots a deer, I mean, he'll be a deer hunter for life. Oh, yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got him hooked. <laughs> no question about it. Yeah. Uh, do, can I, I'm just wondering why, what, what did, did he want to go out or did, was it something that his, uh, his dad wanted him to do or what, what was the, what, why? why it, what, it, it's his dad. Uh, his dad even considered it doing last year already. Okay. And I said, I said no. We haven't done any shooting yet, and and I, he wasn't that hundred percent ready yet. So sure. I mean, he's a he is a BB gun all the time. I, sure. I mean, he's really good right. with that. Yeah. But the safety factor. Yeah. And I was apprehensive last year. I'm I'm more comfortable this year with it. All right. Well, I mean, you know, it's like you. I think you said you're gonna you're gonna be with him the whole time if you as long as you like right as long as you're mentoring. That's that's the whole that's the whole key. Yep. Yep. All and right. we're in a safe area. We'll be in a in a drawn woods right where we're the only uh, landowners and that. So nice. Gotta be good. All right. I and I, on uh, Mike McCarthy a little bit too, being a free for all. Uh, <laughs> Who would we replace them with? Uh, there, uh, there are some possibilities uh, that have already come up. Um, there are, 
some names that are out there that are college coaches right now that are possibilities, guys that are up-and-comers. Um, trying to think who is at the top of the list currently. Um, uh, you know, like uh, Jeff Brom at, um, at Purdue is one of them. There's, there's, there's a couple names that are out there. So probably one of those. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the direction we really want to go. I mean, McCarthy's gotten us playoffs multiple years. I know he's a percentage coach, you know, yep. and plays the safe play. He does. Yeah. Always safety first. You know, <laughs> no question. Three games this year that, you know, he played the safety on, and he's done it forever, punting with three, four minutes left and hope the defense will get us back. And the teams have not let us get the ball back. Uh, the other teams we're playing this year. Agreed. So Aaron Rodgers going to do his magic. Uh, I just think he's got to let Aaron make some more of his calls, loosen them up, and let sure. him. Because Aaron, I think he wanted the ball in fourth and two last night with five I, minutes I, left I think, or whatever. I think everybody watching that game that's a Packers fan wanted him to go for it on fourth and two there. Yes. Yep. Everybody did. And no, I even nobody didn't want I that. Said in, I said it in the first half too, uh, when we were fourth and two at the thirty yard line or whatever. We kicked the field goal. Of course, we missed it, and we don't expect to miss them ever. But right. I just thought the momentum was on our side. We could have. It would have worked, you know. But yeah, and it might it might not work either. But I think that it's it's way better. Uh, you know, it's it's not way better. It is one of those things in that particular position. I think a lot of people were watching the same game, thinking the same thing. That uh, especially with a, a team that's running the ball at will, I think you uh, really need to consider whether you're going to get that ball back. And I think they made the wrong choice. So, yeah, I yeah. I, I, I would agree with exactly. that. Exactly. And I, I don't know enough about. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yeah, we were uh, we were just Rick and I were just discussing the Packers game uh, in here just a little while ago. That is uh, at, at some point you uh, you were um, what are you. Questioning the wisdom of some of it's not the coach, but you're questioning the wisdom of some of the players. Yeah, just like weird pass interference play, and yeah. I mean all that stuff happens at a thousand miles an hour, so mm-hmm. you can never really know what those guys are thinking at that point. But we can fire McCarthy and just let Rogers do whatever he wants. Just do whatever you want. Although usually, usually the case goes where the Packers are horrible in the first half and they get down so many points, and then it's please Rogers save us. Yes. Well, yesterday it was kind of the opposite, right? They were they were pretty good in the first half, and then did that's actually been change in the second. That's half? actually the third of their um, third game they played away from Lambeau. That's been very similar. So the Rams game was like that. The Patriots game was like that, and this game was like that as well. It's just one of those that just fading out in the in the fourth quarter. Actually, the Vikings game at Lambeau was like that as well. So anyway, yeah, it's a it's an interesting. The adjustments at halftime by the coaching staff aren't. Yeah. There aren't any adjustments. There are no adjustments being made. Just go out, keep go out there and keep on doing what you're doing. Give it 110%. 110%. That could be what it is. Yeah, I think relationship, the relationships, as as many relationships do, they, they can go stale, and that's probably what we're looking at here. It's interesting. I mean, the Golden State Warriors are going to win, what, four, four out of five titles here, or three in a row? So I don't even know. I mean, they're just gonna. And if they just keep going with the players they go, they could win every title every year. And they're fighting amongst each other after five years. Yeah, or, yeah. or really three they're, years. They're sick Kevin of each Durant. other. They're sick of each other. And they're winning the title every year. The Packers yeah. aren't. You know, yeah, kind of not, disappointing not, every year. Not really in contention this year. That's for sure. Uh, 
Yeah. I I was talking to someone today who's the same kind of what virtually anybody who watches uh, football and understands any uh, any amount of football is also wondering what why isn't why isn't the offense something that's a little more potent than what it appears to be. Uh, we have, as I mentioned before, and somebody called earlier to uh, to get this, make sure we have this information right, is that we have um, the, if you are in the city of La Crosse, your leaves on the boulevard are going to stay there for a while. So the leaf trucks, they were pulled off earlier this afternoon. I think I saw one out at about two o'clock or something like that. That's probably one of the last ones out there. Um, but the leaf trucks will now have plows on them. So you will not have your leaves picked up for a while, and we don't know how long that while is. It has a lot to do with how quickly the snow melts, if it does melt. Um, so there are a number of drop-off sites. All that information is on the city's website that it, you can look up. I think it might be on our website, now that I think about it. Um, and uh, you can always go to Isle La Plume if you're in La Crosse to uh, drop off your leaves as well. If you're getting antsy about it, um, you'll probably take some time to shovel tomorrow, <laughs> so you probably won't be doing much leaf uh carrying around uh tomorrow god imagine that shoveling yes love shoveling is that why you were fixing your tractor rick is because there's some snow coming and you have to plow yeah gotta get ready see what works (laughs) it's almost a crap so now that you've destroyed your tractor now now what do you do well i have a little paddler so oh you got i use i usually just use the paddler anyway because burning calories Sure. Like, might as well, like I don't like getting the tractor out because a because it's from 1975 ish, right. and you never know if it's going to work. And then it's just it's I don't know. It's, and then now clearly it doesn't work. No, no when you set your tractor on fire, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Was it was the tractor inside the garage when you set it on fire? Yeah, close to the wall. Too. Yeah, it was, good. was it okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. When yeah. my mom set it on fire, I would recommend that's not that's that's something you not not do actually in the future. So uh, Rick uh, set tried it, to start it today. It didn't, start it didn't start, and but also didn't start on fire. So oh, so the the fire starting was not today. That was that was last night. Okay, like, the fire starting was last night, and then it did not start, but it did not catch on fire either. Was there a moment when you were trying to start the tractor that you were thinking, "Gosh, I hope this doesn't start on fire"? No, there was a moment after it started on fire where I said, "Gosh, I hope it doesn't blow up." Oh because yeah, because there's no I, and just. And, just because I'm wondering what, what you learned from this experience, did you then try to start the tractor inside of your garage today after you burned it same yesterday process. in the same... Okay. <laughs> but just, we, just had, the, just we had the sand ready to throw on it in case it's there. Yeah. Knew exactly where it was this time. All right. So maybe a fire extinguisher? Is that I something mean, you have in like your garage? 40 years worth of starting the tractor the same way. So like the mm-hmm. one time it starts, it's like getting struck by lightning. Sure. It's not going to happen again. Never going to happen again. Uh, do you not, because you, you start tractors on fire in your garage, do you think maybe you might want to get a fire extinguisher? I might go to Menards today and get, get one. one. Okay. Or somewhere. I else. mean, if you're going to continue to light things on fire in your garage accidentally, I would recommend just having one nearby. I mean, I do have a fireplace too, so it's probably a pretty good idea to just have one anyway. I mean, you really should have something uh, that it resembles a fire extinguisher somewhere inside your house. Yes. Or a five gallon pail near. Of sand. I have that. You just have the five-gallon pail of sand, and that's what you use. Fire starter, Rick Solom. It was my neighbor's sand, too. I stole it Did you the sandbox. Is that the same guy you're complaining about was leaf blower? No, different neighbor. Different neighbor, okay. Must be pretty loud leaf blower. You know, the battery-powered ones are not quite as loud. Well, then you you have to... They have little MP3s for sound on them. 
just because they have to be loud. So you otherwise you don't feel like you're doing it. <laughs> um, right. Right. There you you don't feel like a man if your your leaf blower isn't at a thousand decibels. Your yep. neighborhood doesn't know you're doing anything. Like, oh, it's like guys, he's not even doing any work up there. Yeah, the leaf, leaf blower not making any sound. Him. You see him up there, and you hear the leaf blower from five thousand yards away. You're you like, know oh, he's really working up something there. Something actually happening. Leaf blower has been going for an hour and a half. Something, something has to be happening. Is it really? Does he leaf blow for about an hour and a half? Your neighbor? Uh, he, quite a while. I mean, his yeah. driveway's like seventy-five yards long, so you got to get every leaf off it for. No reason. <laughs> if you get that tractor running and don't let set it on fire, you can get you know get a brush for the front of it, one of those rotating brush thingies, and then you can use that to uh, to uh, brush it's got a snowblower on it. Well, but that. I got to get new chains. I have to get rubber chains because we just sealed our driveways and the metal chains will ruin. Okay. So anyone's got some rubber chains they want to give for, me for, for a, a tractor that that he may or horse. may not light on fire. <laughs> yeah, and if they want to come see if they can get it started, it'd be great. <laughs> Uh, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is a great way to get in touch with us. 608 785 7914 on a free for all Friday. 785 7914. We had uh, Kevin call much earlier. Um, Kevin called much earlier and uh, had uh, Asked whether we had um, we'd heard from Eric from Sparta, admitting that he was wrong about uh, the Market University Law School polls that came out prior to the election, which appeared to get the results exactly exactly correct. Um, and wondering if Trump or Tom had called in to apologize for insisting that there was a that uh, the the guy who was. Uh, Sending bombs around the country was probably a, a left-wing liberal guy. And what's the other thing? What else did he want? He wanted to know what? Bill Fian. Something about Bill Fian. Bill Fian. Oh, what do you call her? Via Lukmir. Lua Vikmir. Which is an... If that was her name, that would be a way awesomer name. Lua Vikmir. So Kevin wanted to know if Bill Fian had called in to to admit that he was wrong about Lea Vukmir and... Her likelihood of uh, of uh, but, beating Tammy Baldwin that race, but Fian made all kinds of. You guys were making all kinds of predictions that day. So I yeah. mean, people make predictions and then they get them wrong. Nobody goes back on the. Do you think Bill Fian believed his prediction about <laughs> Leah Vukmir? <laughs> Not that one. But like, if you if you guess the Super Bowl and you know before the NFL season, you ski, ah, I think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, and then they don't win the Super Bowl or don't even make the playoffs. You don't call call in and apologize, but if they win the Super Bowl, you definitely call in and say, "I told you, told you, I called it, call it." Yeah, all the people who picked the Packers over the Patriots in this year's Super Bowl because that was a that was a popular uh, popular pick before the season started are now just whacking themselves in the head. I mean, that's what Fian's doing, right? He's taking Vukmir, and if she wins, I told you, only told person you. in Wisconsin that said yep. she was going to win. Nobody else, I nobody mean, else thought she was going. Didn't even think she was going to win. <laughs> she didn't. Uh, <laughs> All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Who's this? That's Tom. This is Tom. Yep. Oh, Apology, right. Tom. Let's get Tom. Let's get Tom on. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yep. Thought I better call in and apologize because uh, I I did say that the fellow that sent all the bombs out uh, probably was a left winger making the right wingers look bad. I was apparently wrong, and I definitely apologize. Well, in fairness, Tom, you did say like it was a 99.5% chance. So it really, I mean, you did hedge a little bit. So he was just 
He was that you, half percent. You got a really good memory, Mitch. I, uh, that, that's right. I was very comfortable that, uh, and to be honest with you, it's a little bit hard to call in because we don't have all the facts and details yet. But yeah, I know. I'm willing to. Know. I'm willing to concede I was wrong, and uh, and I'm hoping uh, the caller will take my apology. Well, I, you know what, Tom? I think it's awesome that you called in. I really do because uh, I because it was. I mean, you were pretty. You were pretty certain, and I, I think that I think probably hopeful as well. Uh, I I have a hard time uh, understanding uh, the people that uh, would do anything like this, and I cannot believe that uh, people that would. Uh, you know, it's hard to sort out who Trump is. Um, I think I know, and I I'm still a hundred percent supporter of Trump, and I will be. Uh, mainly because he's not a politician, and he's sure. trying to eliminate political correctness, and he's getting a huge amount of resentment for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but anyhow, so I'm uh, I'm still willing. I hope America figures out that the greatest economy of my lifetime, uh, Obama told us, was never ever going to happen, and it has. And uh, yeah, stock market's uh, slipping a little, but that's because a lot of things in the world, you know, that in Europe they're having a pretty serious deal right now, trying to figure out this Brexit thing. And that's kind of harder in the markets. But I, I think the markets will be back. I think next year is going to be a great year if they just get off Trump's back. All right. Well, I, uh, Tom, I, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, I, you know, I believe that not all Americans, but I, I, want, to, I, believe, I, I want to say most Americans really do want, no matter who's the president, wants the president to succeed. They may personally dislike a president. Hate, in fact, some do for you know various reasons. But I think most Americans want the president to succeed. If the president, if the person who is the president is succeeding, as I've said before, that means there is generally success in the nation. Now that success isn't for everyone. It never is. Good comes with bad, and prosperity comes with a whole lot of no prosperity for a lot of people. Yes, right. The idea of liking Trump because he wants to get rid of political correctness is kind of weird right like people people don't like that people don't like having to we want mince their words we want name calling like that's name calling is said there are people who enjoy that yes absolutely let's go to the phones thanks for waiting go ahead you're on you're on the air right now hello yes go ahead oh hi yeah i just want to pass along a safety message tonight when us drivers are out plowing sure give us a wide berth okay we don't stop we don't turn as well as we do with those blades down okay so you're going to be out plowing tonight? Yeah, I'm already getting the truck gassed up right now, and uh, we're just waiting, sitting here waiting for the snow to start flying. Sure. How many? How uh, how many hours are you, do you? I guess it just depends on the snow, right? How many hours you work? Um, we're actually limited twelve hours by insurance reasons. Okay. After okay. that, we're off. Okay. Well. And then uh, we have to be off for eight hours before we can start back okay. up. But we'll be working twelve on, eight off till it's all done. Okay. Do you ha- do you eat snacks while you're plowing? I uh, usually go to a uh, liquid diet, coffee, and uh, whatever uh, caffeine we can find. Oh my gosh! Really? For usually, tw- yeah. Some some guys like Twinkies and that kind of stuff. You know, that's malt wrapped stuff. But. Wow. All right. Gosh, I I mean, I would think that after hours and hours of plowing, you would get kind of stressful. Is it? Well, the thing is, is people stay out of your way. It's yeah. not so bad. Okay, I if see. you're in a smaller truck and you have to stop for somebody, you actually have to back up and hit the pile again because otherwise your tires will just sit there and spin. 
Have you have you done? Have you ever had a, a really close call with a car or anything? Somebody cl- following too close behind? Uh, I've been hit a couple of times. What? Hit? And I've been uh, almost clipped doing sidewalks too. So, wow. There's a reason why we wear class three gear when we're working. Yeah. If you see that beacon, just stay as far away from us as you can. Is it surprising to you? And I'm sorry to keep you on, Andy. I just I'm, I'm curious. Is it surprising to you when that people get as close as they do? No. I mean, I've been run over in one of those flashing cross the crosswalks with the flashing lights. Yes. Where my class three gear, and they said they never saw me, and yet everybody else stops. Wow. Nobody pays attention. Everybody forgets. Hey, look, it's slippery. You're not going to stop as fast. You can't turn as well. Yeah. It's just the it's just the same thing every year. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, we know. We know. All right. Well, good luck out there tonight. Appreciate what you do. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. That's cool. I think snowplow driving is that a fun occupation? So that that guy's in like a F one fifty, right, with a plow in the front. That's what he's talking. Is he more one of those? I think guys? he's doing. It. Or is he in the orange truck? Because he was talking about doing sidewalks. and I didn't ask who he worked for. <laughs> well, I didn't think he wanted to tell us anyway. But, right. but if you're doing sidewalks, you're not in an orange truck, because that would be crazy. No, he's <laughs> on the road. He's he's not, Well, they, I mean, he's on the road doing you know, doing plowing, so that he's probably, I don't know. He's working for the, he's, he's working for the city. He's working for the county. He's working for somebody. Otherwise, if he was just in an F-150, who would care? Oh, and what's class three gear? What is he? I don't know. What it's that some is. sort of safety thing. Like orange. It's safety like lingo. Green vest. He's wearing, he's talking safety lingo here. He's got Christmas lights on his green he's vest. He's got Christmas so lights on his green see, vest. Yeah. Helmet? Are they wearing a helmet then? <laughs> I, you know, I have thought about putting lights, some, some additional lights on my, uh, on my helmet when I'm riding my motor scooter. Because man, are people just—they just really—they want to kill me. Like during, even during the day, you feel yeah, it's with it. unbelievable. They're just—they just don't—they just don't, don't want—they don't want you to live. They want you to die. There are so many just awful, awful drivers out there. I like Andy, man. Andy was talking about—he's not surprised at all because people just don't pay attention. I'm completely in, on on board with Andy with that one because some of y'all are just awful drivers. Really, just bad. You know, just the the blind or the going from lane to lane, not thinking that there are other people around you in any kind of way. You're pulling out of traffic without looking. Um, I, I don't know. Just any number of different things, which can cause all sorts of uh, concern. I guess when you're tooling along on the road, some of you are terrible. I relay the story at the beginning of the show about the woman who was transfixed by her phone who just rolled through the red light at the corner of state and third uh, street today i mean wasn't paying wasn't looking at all just driving through looking at the cat video on her phone and that's that's probably one of the man some of you are just terrible 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 drivers yes Rick. does your your moped horn does it just one of those i have <clears throat> i have my thumb on my on my horn all the time <laughs> just it is, down the road. no no i'm covering my horn all the time you're, you mean you're ready to go or you have it on the whole time you're no driving. no i just have my thumb over the top of it <laughs> like that's yeah that day. would just be super fun yeah no i have it a, maybe get a bigger horn a duke's a hazard horn or something <laughs> well, we got uh somebody somebody's got a somebody had sent us a message saying that they're uh i can't remember who it was but they put an air horn on on their harley <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, you co- I, I I constantly if I'm especially riding through the city, I just cover my horn. I just wait because I know I know one of you fools is trying to kill me. There's got to be rules to putting lights on stuff, right? Like there's got to be some rules. No, you put all the lights you possibly can. Let's go to Bill. Bill, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. 
Bill, you there? Yeah, this is Bill. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't really care who our uh, our uh, president is because uh, it's really not about him. It's uh, we're uh, we're the people, and the people make sure that uh, you know we go to we go to the jobs every every morning. We're the ones that work hard, and they uh, they take the credit for it, whether the uh, good economy or bad economy. Uh, I really don't give two squirts of wahoo for them. They, uh, they're the ones that uh, sit up there and think they know what's going on, but we're the ones that are doing all the work. Yeah, well, true. Not a ton of disagreement there. Uh, you know, they have yeah. they, they get a lot of attention, and uh, they I'm certainly they I'm certain they believe they what they're doing is uh, very important. No question about it. Well, I can, I can understand some of the stuff at the local levels and uh, maybe at the state level, but uh, at that at the national level, they really they're really not doing uh, well. They're not doing anything anyway because they're just uh, not working together. They're not doing much. So, no question. We're we're just uh, we're just uh, hoping, you know, that maybe they'll get off their duffs and do something for the money we're giving them. Yeah, is that the biggest problem, Bill? Is it seems like the value is not there that we're we're sending so much money in the direction of Washington, and we're just not getting a ton of out of it. We're not not getting a lot of not getting a big return on investment. Basically, is that the biggest problem? Yeah. We're, we're really just working uh, super hard out here to make things uh, good for you know the, the country. And it's hard to look at them. And go, well, they're really representing us, but they're they really seem just to represent their own interests. I, like I said, I, I I think our local politicians are safety. They probably are closer to us to a good good. Job. I'll tell you what, we need a lot of good leaders up in the. Yeah, I, I, Bill, I would I would agree with that. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I get that a lot, and and um, I, I certainly it does seem like there's a lot of self interest that is behind uh, what what drives those who hold office for a long period of time in Washington. Um, and I very familiar with local politicians of all stripes, and rare is it that I run into one who is just biding their time and just trying to hold on to that uh whatever that job is because uh they most of the ones that I know really want to do something good for their community. So yeah, it's uh it does seem like there's a massive dis- disconnect between the goals and aspirations of politicians that we send to Washington and uh those who are Helping us on a local basis, and you know what? That may not be true. Really, there might there might be an overwhelming majority of those in Washington who are really trying to uh, trying to make our lives uh, tr- doing what they think they should be doing to make our lives better. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, though, and it also doesn't feel that we uh, at times get the value, as Bill was saying, we don't necessarily get the value for our. Uh, for dollars for the considering the amount of dollars that we send to Washington, a lot of times it feels like that. It feels like we're just kind of missing out a little bit because um, it's it's a, just a tremendous amount of money. I was thinking about this in relation to a number of different life altering choices that we've made in this nation based on the influence of large corporations 
And I, I was thinking back today to the, um, I can't remember the name of the act, but the, the, the legislation that Dwight Eisenhower signed into law to create the state's interstate system and how that was pushed along by, uh, by the, by significant lobbying effort of General Motors, as well as how, you know, we, 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 how the cities and urbanization and neighborhoods and all of that has been altered over time by these large lobbying efforts of those who are connected to the auto industry. And we forget that, you know, we often look at politicians and we like to point to them and call them crooked and all that kind of thing. But I don't know if crooked is quite it, but they can certainly be and often are heavily influenced, almost all the time, heavily influenced by those that are throwing big bucks around because they want, those people want something. And those are the real things that are guiding our government, are those with the dollars. Not, <laughs> you don't have to go far to see examples of this. Happening in Wisconsin, for sure. We'll see what happens with Kimberly Clark. Could have used you yesterday, Rick, uh, somebody, people asking questions about Kimberly Clark, and I was just clueless. Doesn't really, you what obviously, you, you, know, you know all about the paper industry. Oh, yeah, I worked there for like three summers. Wait, did you work at the Kimberly Clark plant? Yeah, like three, uh, two different ones. Okay. Uh, I don't know, Cold Springs. I don't Cold know Spring? which one. I think that's, is that one the cold? Yeah, that's closing? the one they're closing. Yeah, I worked at that one. Okay, I made uh, Depends diapers at that. They, that's what they make now. They, yeah, they still make them there. Twelve hour shifts, super fun. Watch Depends diapers go in a bag for twelve hours. Yeah, got really good at basketball that year. Yeah. that summer because I made diaper balls and I would just shoot di- basketball sized diapers, diaper balls into a garbage can for twelve hours while the machine worked. That can really. And then you get a break every hour and a half for a half hour. That seems like a pretty cushy gig. <laughs> it was pretty cushy. Didn't have a phone, though, so you had to read magazines and stuff while you went on break. It's kind of really rough. Yeah, that doesn't sound That doesn't sound Because you good. have to take this break. Yeah. Union. You're in the union. You have yeah. to take this half hour break. You have to go in the break room. There's nothing to do. So you just stare <laughs> at the wall or out the window. You can't leave. If you leave, if you left the... The what is it called? Plant. Yeah. Okay, so you 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 have an eight hour shift with your breaks. You only worked eight hours mm-hmm. or twelve hours. But if you left the plant, then you had to stay an extra half hour because of the some rule with the breaks. Wow. So nobody ever left. That's no leaving. just absolute draconian. Sometimes though, we'd leave and get pizza. Would you? We'd, you'd break we'd the rules. Still leave. You'd still break the rules. That half hour. And would the union bosses come down on you for that? No, because it's twelve-hour shifts. We're in like graveyard shift. Nobody's sure. paying. Nobody's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those days may be over for those people. Those good people working at Kimberly Clark. They can go to India, get those jobs. Here is the question that I was hoping to pose to some, um, and I didn't have an opportunity today. I couldn't get somebody to. Uh, I couldn't get somebody that would know, but. But I was thinking that, so Governor Walker really wants to get this $100 million to his buddies at Kimberly-Clark. And uh, Republicans are trying to use their lame duck session to rein in some authority of Tony Evers. And they'll need Governor Walker's signature for this. And I'm wondering if Democrats would be willing to make a deal with Governor Walker and tell him, look, you don't sign any of those bills and we'll give you the three senators you need to get this Kimberly Clark deal over the top. I bet that negotiations already going on. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. If you're going out tomorrow for opening day, good luck. Good luck this weekend. I also hope to have some luck of my own. We shall see. Really looking forward to it no matter what. It's always a good time.
Always good to hang out in the woods with my son and my friends. No question about it. Hey, apologies to Jennifer Schilling, by the way. Couldn't get her in for an interview this week, but we will try to reschedule in the future. Thanks and my love to Anna for Rick Stolem. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk next week right here on Wisdom.